Welcome to the FN Football Podcast, a show where two newbies talk football, females, feminism and other F words. So guys, do you know what's so important about today? What, Amelia? It is 500 days to go until the Euros 2021. Woo! And that's the women's Euros. The women's Euros, yeah, not the men's Euros. So we, we're actually going to be talking about that quite a bit this episode because we went to a media event with FA and UEFA where they talked a lot about all the work they're doing to really promote the Euro 2021. They've also revealed what stadiums they're going to play and we've also got the opening stadium, which we'll reveal in literally like 10 minutes' time. <laughs> it's in Manchester. And there are some really great people there. So Sue Campbell, if you don't know who she is, you really should. And we'll talk about, a bit more about her later. Um, Phil Neville was there and Arsenal midfielder and Lioness. Jordan Nobbs. Jordan Nobbs was there. So we spoke to her as well. Also in this episode, we're going to cover the She Believes lineup because that was also released on the same day. And we're going to talk a bit about what the She Believes tournament is. And lastly, we've got a competition for you guys. We have got a competition. Very exciting. The first competition on this podcast. So stay tuned. You could win some football swag. So on Tuesday, Amelia and I went to our first media event. Yes, guys, we are professional journalists. (laughs) I don't know if we'll qualify for that, but... So we went to the Euro 2021 500 Days to Go event. It was a big campaign put on by FA and UEFA just to talk a bit about what they're doing to really put on a great tournament and what they've got in place and how they're going to leave a legacy, basically, and inspire a nation. Now, I just want to talk a bit about this event that we went to because it was one of the highlights of my time with Amelia. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> so picture this. We've got into Club Wembley. We're going into the event. Uh, the press there, um, cameras, food. Oh, really good food. Though Amelia was too nervous to eat. She only had one falafel. Seriously, guys, you don't understand. I've never been to an event where the food was like high quality. The food is really good. There's lots of food. And I had one falafel ball. Unbelievable. <laughs> so we got in there. She goes to check her bags. People in suits leading us places. And the guy in a suit says, Put your bags over there, go and get some food. So we went over to these big round tables in front of the stage. We put our bags down, walked away from the table. And Amelia says to me, oh, I'm a bit, a bit starstruck. Can't believe, like, Gary, Gary Neville's here. What, what if I call him Phil? And I was like, what? His, his name is Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, <laughs> I get those so comfortable. <laughs> yeah, so it's Phil Neville. Um, and he was actually at the table where we put our bags down. He, I didn't clock him. He literally he was, was there. So, yeah, me and Emmy literally could have chosen any seats in the room. And Emmy was like, what about those two seats? I said, like, yeah, right. So I was just take, taking her jackets off. And I turned around and I was like, oh, my God. In my head, I said, oh, my God, it's Karen Neville. <laughs> but it's not. It's Phil. <laughs> and I said to myself, you mustn't call him Phil. <laughs> Because that's his brother, isn't it? Can you imagine if you were like, all right, Gary? I know. Oh. But luckily, like, you know, trying to act cool, just like walk past him. And then I said to Emmy, what you just said. Yeah, and, and it was it was brilliant. And then Amelia was like, are we allowed to sit there? And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure they'll move us if we're not allowed to sit there. And then and then it was great because during, during the talk, <laughs> we're all sitting there with our notepads and Amelia writes in a notepad, Phil, question mark? And I was like, yeah, his name's Phil. So I think a good way to remember this is, is that notepad moment? Is, is when you think about 
Gary slash Phil. FYI, Gary and Phil are brothers and they both played for Manchester United at the same time. So I do understand why you're getting confused. When you think about that person, think women's football makes me feel good. Oh, Emmy, that's good. And that's how you remember his name, Phil. But I don't want to say he makes me feel good. No, I said women's football makes oh, sorry. you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Women's football makes you feel good. Women's football makes you feel good. Feel good. Yeah. Not in a creepy way. So, back to the event. Before we go any further, okay. let's just tell everyone what UEFA actually stands for. Go on then. Which is the Union of European Football Association. Mm-hmm. And why is this particular tournament in 2021 so big for us? Because England are the host nation. It's happening right here. Games across the country. Amazing. So exciting. So we get to see about, God, I think it's like 30-something matches within the space of six weeks. It's going to do so much to promote women's football in this country and across Europe. I really can't wait. Especially because the you saw, we saw how effective the World Cup can be. Hopefully UEFA and FA are going to learn lessons from that and make this tournament even better. So, Amelia, why don't we just strip it back how does the tournament work? Okay, so currently, right now, there's 47 teams competing to qualify. Mm-hmm. First of all, 47, that's pretty big, right? Yeah. That has to get cut down to 16 sides, which will compete in the main tournament. Then what? Um, then they're drawn into four groups of four in complete random, I believe, mm-hmm. with the top two in each group progress into the knockout stages, which is... The quarterfinals, the semifinals, and then the final. Yeah. Hopefully, England will get to. Hopefully, yeah, England will get to the final and they'll lift that Euro 2021 trophy, which we potentially touched. We touched it, yeah. It was at this media event. They, like, wheeled it out on this big plinth. No security around. Someone could have seen it. It was quite heavy. Yeah, we couldn't get in the bag, so we thought we'd just touch it. Yeah, we couldn't get in our bags. But we thought we would like to touch it. We weren't sure if you were allowed to, but we had a photo in front of it. Actually, we'll put our photo on Twitter and Instagram because if you zoom in, yeah, you'll see that our hands are resting on the plinth and our little pinkies are touching that trophy. Yep, so that can be on our Twitter account where you can find it on F underscore in underscore football. And that's the same for our Instagram. It is. So, yeah, this event was, was great because there was three really important people there. The first one, Sue Campbell. Sue Campbell, yeah. And if you don't know who she is, you really should. Because she is the director of women's football for the FA. Wait a second, Emmy, did you know that when we met her? <laughs> no, Amelia, I did not know that when we met her. Because uh, yeah, she came over, she introduced us her, herself. We were telling her that we're newbies, um, we're getting into football, we're trying to encourage more people to get into women's football. And she, she was lovely. She was like, welcome to the club. There's not that many of us, but we'll have you, we want to grow. She actually found us quite, she actually used the words, that's really interesting. I remember that. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Yeah, she said, I found it really interesting that we never really watched football before, like yeah. the men's or anything, uh, and then yeah, we just get into it. Yeah. Yeah, so she was great. And then, um, yeah, so Emmy, what did you actually say when she left? When she left, uh, I said, who was that? <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I know, I know, I know who she is now because I have done my research. And, yeah, like I said, she's the director of women's football. Before she was chairman of UK Sports, she helped put on one of the biggest sporting events, the London 2012 Olympics. Um, she's had a really interesting career. She's, what shall we say, she's a lady of uh, maturity. She's 71. And, yeah, 
amazing life. She was um, the first female lecturer at Loughborough. She's also played netball for her country. And she's like a real like pioneer of sport in the UK and like promoting sport in schools and promoting women's. It, it was amazing. As you can see, Emmy has <laughs> learned a lot yes. about Sue. But you admit we both listened to that um, podcast. Yeah, we listened to Desert Island Discs, which is put on by the BBC. It's a show. And it, it, it's a show where they interview people and really get to know them by asking them what discs they would take if they were stuck on a desert island, what songs they would take with them. And her story is really interesting. So it went into about her childhood. And it was, she spoke a bit about how when she was younger, she wanted to be a women's footballer, but that she couldn't. Like there was nothing there wasn't a women's football team and a bit about her career and yeah just the, the amazing things she's done uh some interesting song choices a bit of susan boyle a bit of heather small yeah so definitely go and check that podcast out because you'll learn lots about sue campbell and she is a really important person to know yeah and our lives are pretty much a little bit changed they are she, what an inspiration and she was so lovely she was she because when you meet like a big cheese you get quite intimidated, right? But she made us feel at ease complete. Like, she made us feel at ease. The big cheese makes you feel at ease. Why are you laughing at me with the big cheese comment? Because she's just too ease. Um, but, you know, she, she was lovely. What kind of cheese would she be? Oh, uh, well, like I said, she's a mature lady, but strong, bold. Uh, maybe something like hardy, like a Stilton. Oh, that's a good choice. I think she'd be that. So, yeah. you Campbell, if you were a cheese and you're listening to us right now, you'd definitely be a Stilton. Yeah, Stilton. So yeah, she was there and also Nadine Kessler, who is an ex-German footballer. She's also the current UEFA's head of women's football. And really interestingly, she played in the 2013 UEFA Women's Euro and won it with Germany. So she's pretty cool. The other important person there was Chris Bryant. He's head of tournament delivery for the UEFA Euro 2021. And Emmy, what was the whole message that they presented to us? Yeah, so they're basically talking about all the stuff they're doing to really make UA for 2021 a huge success. And Sue said something really interesting. She she really wants everyone to go and watch the game, whether they're into football or not, or whether they've seen the game or not. They really wanted to make such a huge event and get people inspired by it and like for it to leave a legacy after it's finished. So that really inspire people. And actually, in her Desert Island Disc interview, she said something really interesting. She said that a great sporting event has the power to change like more than more than government does like the support if people are rallied behind her then really inspired like that can change government that can change how things are done and that's what I felt like she was saying at this launch event actually she has a point because when you think about when the world cup is on the men's world cup the streets are like literally empty because everyone's in a pub or in their homes with their families and friends watching the game all tense on the sofa right but then when the general election comes around, some people don't even register to vote. Yeah, that's true. And she, yeah, and they mentioned it at the event about how they wanted to be, leave a lasting effect like the Olympics 2012 did. As I said before, Sue Campbell was involved in that. The two words that kept getting repeated was breaking records. Exactly. Yeah. So that leads us quite nicely on to where the first game of this tournament is being held, which they revealed at the event. It is the Old Trafford. Yeah. So Manchester United men's home ground stadium. And it can hold roughly about just under 75,000 people. It's a big stadium. So that's where they're going to break records. Yeah, hopefully. And I wonder how much involvement Phil Neville had in um, 
the shooting off that or getting that stadium. He's he was a defender for um, Man United back he, in the day. He was. He's now um, England women's football manager. They've also um, listed out the other stadiums that they're holding matches at and the final which we knew before is going to be at Wembley so again another huge stadium it's got 90,000 capacity so hopefully we can beat the record that was last held between England and Germany which was 77,000 at Wembley yeah and yeah they, like Emilia said they really pushed this that they want to be breaking records they want to be making this event huge like they want the whole nation involved in this so when we got this message me and Emma were like right let's see where these stadiums are yeah and let's now list them out to the audience. Yep, so here's the stadiums, which will be at the Euro 2021. Bramall Lane in Sheffield. Brentford Community Stadium, London. Brighton Hove Communion Stadium, and that's part of um, where the Bright- Brighton men's home ground play in the Premiership. The Leeds Walsh Village in Wigan and Lee. That's where the Manchester United women play. Manchester City Academy in Manchester. Again, that's where the Manchester City women's team play. Yep. The New York Stadium in Rotherham. Old Trafford, where the first game we played. The Stadium MK in Milton Keynes. St Mary's Stadium in Southampton. That's, um, all, that's also in the Premiership. Oh, we play there then? Hmm? We play there? Prem- Southampton, I guess. Oh. <laughs> and lastly, Wembley Stadium. So, quite a mix of different stadiums in sizes and locations. Did anyone else notice that some of these stadiums are quite difficult to get to? And they're talking about promoting the game, breaking records, getting as many people there. So why are they picking some stadiums that are difficult to get to? Yeah, some of them we know are a bit pants. Um, and listeners, you may be a Manchester United women's fan and you know how hard it is to get to Leeds Village. Yeah, so in episode two, we looked at stadiums and where they were located and how to get there. And this is one of the hardest stadiums to get to. There was very poor public transport links. Why are they putting on a big tournament game here? So we were at this event and we thought, great, there's the head of tournament delivery. We can ask him. We'll ask him. So why have you picked the stadium and what are you doing to drive people to some of these smaller stadiums? And this is what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, and that, I think a lot of that comes down to that engagement with the host city as much as the venue to try and put on the best possible service for the fans. So we are aware that a number of the stadia maybe don't have the best public transport access. So Lee is definitely one. Milton Keynes is another good example. Brighton is another where you have to take that specific train to get to the stadium. So what we will try and do for those venues is work with the host cities to try and put on some more accessible transport solutions for fans. Okay. Um, I mean, Lee, we have to be quite honest, there's you know there is, there's a lot of parking there available and we need to manage that to make sure that enough spectators can drive. Yeah. And for those that can't and maybe might be able to get into the city centre, we'll then look at potentially working with the local council to put on shuttles and accessible sh- shuttle buses to run people up and down. Mm. Uh, that's the plan that's yeah, the concept yeah. um, it's not easy I totally get um, yeah. you know kind of a lot of things don't have they don't tick all the boxes actually I remember when we were in France we wanted to try to get the shuttle bus and you just couldn't did we so yeah. you had to get an Uber yeah I was actually going to say have you learned any lessons from France have they had given you any advice about we went to Nice for some games and it was completely different to Paris like you couldn't, wouldn't even know it was going on would you in yeah. Nice um, it is, and to be honest, we hear this a lot around France, and yeah. it's definitely one of the, yeah. I guess, biggest risks we have is is how well engaged we can get host cities mm. to sort of embrace the tournament, and then what you as a fan will expect. So things like host city dressing. So when you you know come off the train and yeah. you're hit by the tournament, they've got volunteers at the station. I mean, essentially, it all costs money. 
Yeah. Uh, and you know these host cities, they're not awash with cash to throw at these events. What we have done is work with them to secure some sort of core sort of delivery options. So they do need to help us with transport, with security. Um, you know they need to provide a safe and secure environment for fans. Okay. How that then translates is work we need to do over the next sort of eighteen months. Yeah. Also, while I was at this media event, Emmy got to ask one of her favourite players a question. One of my favourite players. Is she not one of your favourite? Yeah, Everyone she, loves her. She's she's pretty cool. Yeah, she she's a scoring midfielder for Arsenal and a lioness. It's the one and only Jordan Nobbs. Yeah, Jordan was there. Get in there. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> you got a thing for Jordan? No, no, only. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have a film for Bethany. I think she's just... <laughs> No, I don't. I just think she's a great player. Oh, right. So we're about Bethany again, Amelia. Jeez. Can, can, we, can we have like one podcast where we don't mention the best? I actually haven't mentioned about three podcasts. Oh, whatever. It's about time. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've got to speak, speak to Jordan Nobbs and I asked her a question. And I'm so proud of Emmy. <laughs> it's her first event and she did really well. Oh, thanks, Amelia. Um, so this I is... didn't ask. I, got, I freaked yeah. out. Well, you can hear the shakiness of my voice. So Jordan was great. She did um, an interview with all the other media people and basically people were firing questions at her. And when they started, I was like, I really want to ask a question. I really want to ask her a question. And then um, after a couple of minutes, I really got the courage and I did it. And here's that clip. It's all about the tournament next year and how much responsibility is on the England squad to help leave a legacy. I think it's fair to say, or perhaps unfair for you, that the further you guys get in the tournament, the more you'll do for the growth of fans for the sport. How much does that weigh on you? Do you feel that pressure? Or is it just focusing on the games? We know we have that pressure, I think, but I think we've enjoyed it. And I think uh, four or five years ago, when we used to write things down, like, oh, what did we want to achieve? You know, was it winning the World Cup, etc.? one of the main points we wanted to do was uh, build a good legacy for the women's game so I think we didn't just want to be yes we wanted to win trophies naturally but we wanted to be a part of a uh, a great group of girls team staff to um, for people to look up to and and have role models. So that's really nice that they do consider how they're leaving a legacy. No definitely I think they know that they've got a bit of weight on their shoulders. They have yeah it's quite a lot of pressure. Another question that one of the other journalists asked, we've, we thought was worth putting in this um, podcast episode, um, a journalist asked her how she felt at the last Euros against the England game against Holland when there were so many fans there for Holland and it was like a sea of orange. And this is what she had to say. Naturally, it was all orange. It was absolutely <laughs> incredible. I mean, when we were... Because naturally... The Netherlands, they all met in one place and then walked to the stadium. And, you know, our bus was going one mile an hour with just a sea of orange banging the bus. I, I was stood up on the bus looking over, you know, like just seeing the crowd. And it was absolutely incredible. So I think to be uh, the Netherlands then, it would have just been a fantastic moment. So I think to, I think always turning up to a game and seeing your home crowd there is a, a fa- fantastic feeling. So I think Euro 2021 will be a, a great place for that. Just so you guys know that um, the Netherlands actually won the last Euros. So that's why that game was so big. So hopefully if England gets to the final or you know, whatever they get, we'll have like massive support like that. Let's see a sea of red and white. Yeah, so this is just the start of the Euro 2021 journey. Let's do it together. Together! <laughs> Thank you.
So enough about 2021, going to the future. Let's just come back to present day. Back to 2020. Back to 2020. And watch the next tournament that's coming up, Emmy. She Believes. Yes. And what is the She Believes Cup? The stupid name for a cup. <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to disagree with you. Oh, really? I actually did. If you asked me that 9am this morning, I would have also agreed and said... She believes it's so patronising. I really don't like it. Can you imagine if there was a men's tournament called He Believes? I know, I know, I know, I know. But exactly, that's it. There will never be a tournament that's called He Believes because there doesn't need to be one, but there does for women, right? So I looked out, where did this whole She Believes Cup come from, right? Yeah. So the She Believes Cup is an extension of the US Soccer's She Believes campaign. Of course, it's a USA thing. It just (laughs) screams American. It is, but it has really good... um, Really good intentions. Everything that it consists of is for good intention. But why is it so American? So I looked at the She Believes website and this is what it said. She Believes is a movement to inspire girls and young women and encourage them to accomplish their goals and dreams. So it has got a nice background to it. Is there, have the USA campaign team made a theme tune? Because I can just hear it now. Like, she Believes, da, 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 She Believes, She Believes. Right, listen, we need it in this day and age. <laughs> we need it. It's all come from about 2015 for the Women's World okay. Cup. Okay, the tensions are good. I just think the execution could be better. What would you have called it? Because you've got to get the message out. Message out. She's, they're saying that every young girl, you can believe in what you want to do. <laughs> all white rock, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, you, some girls, don't, they don't help me. What a star that walk up, do you? To be fair, I can't think of a better name right now anyway. But but if you guys can, please tweet us your suggestions. Yeah. Um, so the She Believes Cup will take place this March between the 5th to the 11th. And where's it being hosted, this tournament? Where do you think it's being hosted, Emily? Of course, the USA, <laughs> um, as always. It's hosted at the USA. Oh, it's always it's, hosted there? It's always hosted oh, at no, the USA. Know that. And so this is a tournament that lots of countries compete in. Oh, lots. It's only four. <laughs> I just give paid for <laughs> Four, four teams competing. Oh, it. I didn't know that. Yeah, but I didn't know that. Okay, but so it's um, a tournament where countries compete. Obviously, England compete, and they won it last year. And there's a new country in it this year, Spain. Yes, so that's right. So it was contested by the same four teams previously: USA, England, France, and Germany. Okay. In 2019, the tournament line changed to Brazil. England, Japan, and the United States. Okay. And now in 2020, it is England, Japan, Spain, and the United States. Oh, so how do you get a spot to play on the tournament? I'm not entirely sure on that. Okay. But again, if someone knows, please tell. That's really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was like a whole range of countries, but no, it's just four. Yeah, so in 2016, US won. 2017, France won. 2018, US won. 2019... We won. England won. But that was, that was before we were into women's football, so I didn't, I didn't follow it. Did you watch any of it? I think I remember it being mentioned. Yeah, I knew that we won it, but I didn't watch anything. But it's happening this March. And we're into women's football now. And it's been broadcasted on TV. Yay! So you can watch all games on BBC iPlayer. Oh, great. Are they at like, weird times because it's in America? Yes, you're yeah. right. So the first game which I think both of us and most of our listeners will probably want to watch, is England versus USA, uh, which is on the 5th of March, but that's midnight. Oh, just thinking about that, um, the USA and Megan Rapino. You're always thinking about Megan Rapino? <laughs> I'm not always thinking about Megan Rapino. Do you want to kiss her feet? <laughs> so did I say that? Oh, okay, maybe in episode one. Um, uh, I, I watched that, um, that L Word episode. 
three where she's on it. Oh my god, it's so cringy. Oh, it's really cringy. Did you know it's so you just said she believes is like American. <laughs> that episode, like I'm sorry. Do you think she was playing herself? Like oh no, she was playing herself, but do you think she's naturally like that? Or do you think No, I've I've watched her in some other like um, no, she was acting. She was acting. It was her, but like she wasn't she was quite wooden, personally. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry, but it was very cringy. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. Oh, we're Generation Q. Don't have to watch any of the other bit series. Just go and watch it. <laughs> Episode three, Megan Rapinoe's in it. Interesting. And if you thought it was as cringy as I did, and that's Amelia, then please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to when the matches are. So yeah, England versus USA, fifth of March at midnight. We'll be broadcast on BBC Two, and you can watch it on iPlayer. Okay. BBC iPlayer. So if you want to stay up late, you can watch it. Yeah. Is it a work day? Fifth of March. I don't know. Just have a look. I think it is. I think it's a Thursday. Oh, it's a Thursday. I've got an interview. It's a Thursday. <gasps> you got an interview. What have you got an interview for? Um, it's an interview for <laughs> a junior board at my work. Oh, nice. Well done. Well, it's just an interview. Have I jinxed it now by mentioning it? Huh? Maybe I've jinxed it now by mentioning it. No, 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 no. no. Let's not talk about so it. So I know 5th of March is a, um, is a Thursday. Thursday. And then the next match. But you've only got one more day at work Friday for the weekend. So That's you can potentially stay up late. Definitely stay up and watch it. Okay. Or you, can, or you can watch it on BBC iPlayer catch up. But it's quite nice watching games live, isn't it? No, it is. It's true, yeah. Because Emmy will probably ruin it the next day for me. <laughs> I'll text you. <laughs> um, the next game will be England versus Japan on the 8th of March. And that starts at 7.15. You can watch that on BBC4 or game BBC iPlayer. And the last game will be England versus Spain, 11th of March. And that starts at 10.15 on BBC4 again. 10.15 in the evening? 10.15 in the evening, yeah. I'll be up. Um, of course, the other games we played as well, but they're the England ones. They're the ones you want to watch? Yes. And? The squad is out. Yep, so they released the lineup on um, last Tuesday as well. And we both had a look at this lineup, And it's great because we actually, now we follow women's football and are involved in it, we know who these, these people are. There was a few names on there that I didn't recognise. So we just read out the list so that listeners know who's on there? We can do. There's 23 players. Okay, we'll take it in turns. Millie Bright. Lucy Bronze. Rachel Dish. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said it like that. Okay, that's only, that's only for Beth Mead. All right, let's start again. Millie Bright. Lucy Bronze. Rachel Daly. Tony Duggan. Bethany England. Grace Fisk. Alex Greenwood. Lauren Hemp. Steph Horton. Chloe Kelly. Sandy McAlva. Abby McManus. <laughs> Jordan Nobbs. Nikita Paris. Ellie Roback. Jill Scott. Lucy Staniforth. Georgia Stanway. Demi Stokes. Carly Telford. Kira Walsh. Ellen White. And Leah Williamson. So Beth Mead wasn't in that list, was she? Because she's got an injury. She's got an injury, yeah. She's um, back to her MCL. Any injury. So that's the squad. And some of those players were in the World Cup team. Yep, so like Ellen White, Lucy Bronze, Steph Horton, England captain. Yeah, some big names there. There was a few players that we we didn't know before, and I did stumble over her just then. Well, stumble over her name. Was she just here a minute ago? She's lying on the floor. Sandy, you're in the way. Gosh, trying to record a podcast here. She can't injure her. So, yeah, somebody was saying her name. Her name is Sandy McIver, and she is the goalkeeper for Everton. And she is on the squad list, as is Ellie Roback and Kylie Telford. They're all goalkeepers. But interesting, Mary Earps, not in the squad. That was my first thought. So Mary Earps, goalkeeper for Manchester United. Manchester United, yeah. And she and she wasn't in it. I think what Phil Neville might have done there, he's got Ellie Roback 
a young goalkeeper, obviously Carly Telford, more experienced, older goalkeeper. Like I said, I don't really know much about Sandy McIver, but I'm definitely really looking out for her now in the WSL games, now that she's made it to the squad. She must, yeah. Would well, you know anything about her? No, no, definitely. Emmy, I just, you just, I just learned something just now. There we go. Have you got another player you can teach us something about? So another player getting their first call-up was Grace Fisk. She's a West Ham de- defender. And I read that she was actually, she played for some of the younger England squad, squads. So she's used to playing like big matches against other countries. Oh, yeah, I've seen, yeah, that Phil never has injected youth into this squad alongside the senior players. You think that's because he's getting like a... A, a team ready for the Olympics later this year and the 2021 Euros next year and also yeah like this creating that legacy we've been talking about oh definitely yeah so that's really interesting so yeah so I'm quite looking forward to watching some of the She Believes game even though as I said before it is a stupid name for a tournament and as I said before it isn't Drum roll, please! Because we have a prize for you! Yes, our first competition prize. So it is a very coveted Women's Euro 2021. What have you done to yours? It's got a, it's a shite on it. It's just a bit pen. <laughs> um, so me and Amelia have already got one of these ourselves. But it's a coveted Women's Euro 2021 England notepad. And this is pretty good quality, eh, Amelia? It's, I'm, it's yeah, it's And there is a matching pen to go with it. Um, so this is great for all your notes. You can write about your favourite podcast in here. <laughs> <Everything> football. <laughs> you can write about your favourite players. You can even use it as a diary. Oh, you can do like a diary during the, the tournament next yeah, year. Yeah, that's a great idea. Up to. And you can look back at it in years' time and remember what a great time you had. So, yes, we have this notepad. Um, so they had them at the event, and they're really cool. They're good quality, um, robust. There's even like a folder in the back for notes. And like I said, it comes with a pen. I'm sorry, but when I saw this, I well, I nearly fainted and I it was such a good notepad. I've never had a notepad of the this quality, quality. Yeah, the quality in your fingertips. Emmy's literally stroking the notepad <laughs> right now. You don't worry, you're not getting this one. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, they were giving these out at the event. And I don't know how it happened, but an extra one ended up in our bag. Like, <laughs> don't know how it happened. There we go. So we thought, oh, well, it's a bit awkward to hand this back. What we can do is give it as a competition prize. So it's really simple. All you want you to do is leave us a review. Yeah, that's it. What on? <laughs> leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a comment, and then and then we'll look at them all for the next couple of weeks, and then we'll announce a winner, and we'll send you this notepad, this yes. good quality notepad. So we'll announce it on Twitter. Yeah. So make sure you're following us. Yeah. So the deadline will be the she believes final. She believes final. Get your reviews coming. And mum and dad, you can't enter. I'm surprised your dad or someone hasn't phoned. I don't think he knows how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't either. All right, guys, we're going to F off now, but don't forget the UEFA. <laughs> She's the car. She's the car. The Euros, the Euros 2021 starts on the 7th of July next year and it ends on the 1st of August with the final in Wembley. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there'll be loads more going on before then. But yeah, next year, don't go on holiday if you want to be in this country watching some great women's football. Exactly. And don't forget to follow us on our social media channels, Twitter and Instagram. We are at F underscore in underscore football and get those reviews in on Apple Podcasts for a chance to win the competition prize. Yes, and don't forget, watch the She Believes Cup. <laughs>
what she believes up. And actually, there's another event going on next weekend, which me and Amelia are going to, because it's the Conti Cup final. Chelsea versus Arsenal. Yeah, so we're going to be there. So make sure you're following our Twitter and Instagram because we'll be putting loads of stuff up on there. We've even got some football shirts for the event, haven't we? Yes. The effing football is going up north to Nottingham. We're going north! Bye, London! Bye! Welcome to the... <laughs> you not look at me.